Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. So today we're going to discuss, you know, first of all, we're going to release some breaking video of some criminals, a gang that actually attempted to break into the gun store, Central Texas Gunworks. Uh, We're going to release several short clips of videos of that. Also, we're going to talk about some Antifa members that were arrested after looting Target. And we're going to discuss what do you do if you're, you come across a riot or looting or whatever and someone attacks your vehicle. A rioting or a mob, they attack your vehicle. What do you do in a situation like that? And you're a gun owner. Also, we're going to talk about can you carry a handgun without a license during a state of disaster? Going to talk about that. There's a lot of rumors going around on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram about what the Texas law is. And we're going to clear that stuff up. We're going to actually have an attorney, Evan Walker from Texas and U.S. Law Shield on the show to break that down for us. You know, what do you do if you're in your car, you're driving around, you're on the interstate, you're on a road, all of a sudden a mob uh, protest breaks out and they attack your vehicle. What can you do legally? Also, you know, can you carry that handgun without a license during a state of disaster? We're in a state of disaster right now. And, you know, can you have your handgun without a license? Can you openly carry your handgun right now in Texas Doing COVID-19. We're going to talk about that. But first, I want to break down, you know, man, we we actually had a break-in attempt on Central Texas Gunworks this week. And it was a separate gang. I, and I call them a gang because that's exactly what they were. Because we're going to release some break-in video right now of what happened during that break-in. And so we actually had uh, several vehicles approach our parking lot. They came in about 3.45 a.m. in the morning, and they came in riding deep, you know, in several vehicles. And they came up to the door. They drove, first of all, they drove into the parking lot, and then they came up to the door. They checked it out first. They weren't sure about whether or not, you know, they wanted to do it or not. They're trying to figure out what tools they needed uh, to make sure they had the tools for the job. 
And then once they figured it out, and they started to make their attempt. First, they wanted to check out some of the businesses next door. They decided, you know, hey, do we want to break into the jury school first? You know, maybe we can get some more stuff. Maybe easier to break into the jury school. So they tried to figure that out. Then once they figured out, nah, let's just go for the guns. So they decided to break into Central Texas Gunworks. So first, they destroyed the lock off the door. You know, broke the lock, tried to get in, lock wouldn't give. So then they broke the glass. And then once you break the glass, the alarm went off. What a concept. <laughs> and then they decided, you know what? Let's just shoot the door. We're going to shoot the door. We're going to shoot the glass. We're going to shoot uh, the lock. Fired three rounds into the entrance of the gun store. Couldn't get in. It wouldn't give. Alarm goes off. They panic. And then eventually they decide to run off and leave. Now, these guys, you know, uh, a group of seven that we can see on this on this security camera footage. Uh, but there were at least six vehicles in the parking lot. There are vehicles that you see on the video that we're going to provide for you. And then there are vehicles that you cannot see. We're not going to provide that to you. We're going to keep that little secret. But I'm asking for your help, ladies and gentlemen. I'm asking for your help to help us identify this gang and, and who they are. You know, you can clearly see on our video that's really crystal clear of the vehicles pulling into the parking lot, all darked out. They came in hot, hot and heavy, ready to smash and grab. They thought they can get in and get out and be in and, and out in about two or three minutes. And so they drove into the parking lot, several vehicles, uh, five that you can see to be exact. And then, you know, if they figured out where they're going to park, jumped out of the vehicles, drove up to, you know, walked up to the door and made their attempt to break in. And we're asking for your help because these guys are still out there. They haven't been caught. They haven't been captured. Also, there's a gun store up north, north of us, uh, north of Central Texas Gunworks in Austin that was broken into. And also a pawn shop was broken into. Around the same time, you know, we had three different break-ins. And because here's what these guys are banking on. They're banking on that your police, your law enforcement, they are busy handling the protests and rioters. And they can't focus on, you know, break-ins and calls of that nature. So they're saying, hey, since these guys, it's like a, it's like a, you know, you're trying to draw the attention to the left and you're doing something to the right. We talk about this in the license to carry handgun course sometimes. You know, they're, they, they draw you over here to the left, so they drew, drew, you know, the attention of the police department downtown Austin, and you have several, you have, you know, a big group of Austin police officers that are responding, also DPS troopers, state police, that are responding to the riots and, and that nature, and then they break into what they really want to do, which is the gun store. So these, you know, this group, gang, they came in. They knew they were going to get something. They were going to get it. They were going to be in. They were going to be out. You know, and they, they planned on trying to get into the gun store. They were unsuccessful. They did not get in. Everything that we had held up. All our security measures held up. The door held up. You know, the frame held up. Everything that we planned and we put in place, you know, they could not breach it. And so the goal, and honestly, I'll tell you. The purpose is not to stop someone from breaking in because that's impossible. You cannot stop someone from breaking in. 
If they spend enough time, they bring the right tools, they're going to get in. But our goal is to slow you down. If I can slow you down and then send, you know, and, and as what we expected, which what happened was and part of the plan is when someone makes an attempt to break in, uh, we contact the police, we contact ATF, and they send, you know, a nice uh, group of officers with AR-15s to respond to the scene as fast as humanly possible. And we missed these guys by 30 seconds. That's what we're talking about, 30 seconds. And and take a look at these pictures because there's some, you know, some of this video here, you may be able to make them out. You may see them. You may, you may have seen them. You know, maybe you know someone that knows them. Maybe you have friends with them on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. And you may know who, who they are because they came in and they were expecting to get something and get something good. Um, they broke into one of the other gun stores up north, north of Austin. They stole almost 40 guns, 30-something guns from them. Broke into a pawn shop, stole a lot of stuff from the pawn shop. Uh, but you know what? They tried to break into Central Texas Gunworks. Everything held up. So take a look at this. This is breaking news. We got some breaking video for you to watch of the break-in. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talkin'. This is Coley on Noir, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cardell. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. That's right. We're talking about what's going on around the country today. We're talking about what's happening here in the state of Texas. We got some breaking news for you. We got some breaking video of break-ins of a criminal gang that's going around Texas trying to break into gun stores. We need to find out. We need your help. I need your help, Facebook. I need your help, Instagram. I need your help, Twitter, to catch these guys. And we need to bring them to justice. That's right. Because uh, we need all actually in reality, I just need 30 seconds in another 30 seconds. Boy, they'd have, <laughs> their mother would have been sending them somewhere else. 30 seconds. But you know what? We we did. We 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 didn't have it. So now I'm asking you for your help. We're trying to track them down. Check out these videos. Uh, we got some video of them walking up to the building and checking out our building, uh, trying to get into the door. They fired. You know, three rounds at the door, had a round hit the ground, a round hit the ceiling. We had a round, you know, several, uh, 
around go through the lock. They tried to shoot the lock off the door. They tried everything possible to get into that front door. They couldn't get in. Uh, but so we need your help to find out who these guys are. We need to bring them to justice. We need to bring them to justice so we can, you know, they need to pay for trying to break into the gun store. You don't ever try to break into a gun store. The guns are locked up. You're going to get in there, you're going to be disappointed. And when you get inside, you know, you're like, oh, where are the guns? Oh, they're locked up in the safe. Safe is bolted to the floor. Can't get in there either. So you're wasting your time. Uh, but So take a look at these videos. It's very crystal clear, clear video of their face. Nice video of their vehicles trying to break into the gun store. So check that out. You may know these people. Maybe they're stolen vehicles. Maybe they're not. I don't know. You may know them. You may know someone that knows them. Share this on your page, on your Facebook page, your Instagram, your Twitter page. Because maybe you may not know them, but maybe a friend knows who this is. And we're trying to kind of get these guys caught. Because we had another gun store, had 37 guns stolen. Had another gun store in New Mexico, had 100 guns stolen. These guys are traveling around from different cities to cities to states and stealing firearms. A gun store in New Mexico had 100 guns stolen after a break-in. You know, we need to stop this. This is crazy. You know, we have, in gun stores, we have suppressors. We have machine guns. We have, you know, uh, a lot of NFA items. We have hundreds of guns in the gun store. Uh, we cannot allow these guns to wind up in the hands of, of criminals. So we got to stop them. These the pictures that we're showing you, they're crystal clear. Take a look at the vehicles. You may know the vehicles. You know, maybe someone's stolen vehicle. I don't know. Uh, but we got to find them. And like I said, they showed up in several different vehicles. Uh, there are so many vehicles that you see on the video. You see another person walk across the parking lot because he got out of another vehicle. Uh, so definitely check this stuff out and help us out a little bit. Now, there's some breaking news coming from the state the state capitol. Uh, in, in Austin, at the capitol, you have something going on that's going on right now. We got some pictures, got some video of that. Hey, Gary, take it away. All right, so we got my friend Taylor Blount on the line right now, and he is down at the Texas state capitol, I believe, covering the protests. He said that there are more people down there than he has ever seen in uh, before. And Taylor, let us know what's going on, man. Go, Taylor. Uh, well, I have uh, there's about 10,000 plus people in the streets. They're slowly making their way way away from the Capitol towards APD headquarters. I've never seen this many people. It's been a completely peaceful demonstration so far. Right. Um, even the police presence is less than it was the other day, even though there's way more people. Right. Um, and it's really good. Lots of it's a good thing. It's like now we're what, living through the second uh, civil rights movement. What worries me a little bit, Taylor. Is uh is that that little group that shows up that tries to incite people, and that once this dies down, the ones that hang around and decide they're gonna tear up you know private property. Mm-hmm. I've been and had my eye out looking for Antifa and uh, the Black Log. I haven't seen any of them today as at all. There were a lot of them last night, and I'm sure as the sun goes down, they will show up. Yeah. So right but now, right. So right now, everything's peaceful, and a lot of people are mad, uh-huh. Gary, at um the Austin Police Department because of the young man that was shot with the rubber bullet. Right. So what happened with that? Uh, Justin Howell is a twenty-year-old man. He was shot, I believe, in the head with a rubber bullet, and he's in the hospital right now. Originally, APD was not releasing his name, but I do not believe that he has deceased. I don't think he's dead. He's cr- he's in critical condition at the moment. Um, but yes, people are upset with the the Austin Police Department again, and 
you know, I, here's, here's another thing. You know, you're talking about Antifa down there, and you said you haven't seen anybody today, but last night they were all over the place. Uh, part of the reason they might not be down there today is because last night three of them were arrested, and they're all being held on $25,000 bonds for burglary and looting over at the Capitol Plaza Target. Are you familiar with that, Taylor? Uh, yes, I know where that is. And I didn't hear any reports of that, but I'm not surprised. I just saw it on Fox 7 this morning, or, well, maybe uh, yesterday evening. But are, are you you're not seeing anything like that? No, it's just uh, lots of regular Austinites. I don't see anyone dressed in all black. It's just there's a lot of families out here. I just walked by a small child. And now, now Taylor, a- answer this question for me because I know I, I talked to several troopers, and they're not allowing anyone on the Texas Capitol grounds at all because if you step on the Texas Capitol grounds, they're going to arrest you for criminal trespass. So were you guys able to go to the steps of the Capitol? No, we were not. Um, they're not letting anyone onto the grounds. Even if you sit on the wall, they will push you off of it. Nice. Yeah. yeah have there been any police altercations whatsoever? No, I have not seen any really? police altercations. No, not a single one. I've seen, I've seen maybe one person even yell at the cops. That's, That's about good. it. It's been just very peaceful and, and focused. Do you, know what, do you know what organization is leading the protest right now? Um, it seems like they're leading themselves. I can't see one or one specific leader. It's just everyone together. Now, this is good. I like this. You know, this yeah. is how it should be. This is exactly how it should mm-hmm. be. You let, you know, you let your government, you let the people know, the elected officials know that you're upset, you're unhappy of how things are going. And you know what? Now that you're letting them know that you're upset, you're unhappy about how things are going, what you also should do is because there are three ways to bring about change. There's the ballot box, there's a cartridge box, and there's a third one. What's that, Michael? <laughs> tell me. I'll have to tell you later. But there are three boxes, three boxes of change. You know, you got to bring that change. You got to go to the ballot and you got to vote. You can't just yell about it, talk about it. You got to be about it. So, hey, Taylor, I want to make sure that I get this clear. There's no rubber bullets. There's no mace. There's no pepper spray. There's no tear gas. Nope. Nothing like that. And there's, and there's five times. Maybe 10,000 people in front of me right now. And, and there's, walking towards APD headquarters. You're saying there's 10,000 people. That's five times the number of people that when I was down there with you, which means that yeah. the, the number of the people is not the issue. Uh, or no. that's, what, that's what it appears yeah. to be. So actions of the people, yes. And and would you say that what we talked about last week on the show still holds true that these small pockets of outside agitators are the people causing issues? Oh, most definitely, most definitely. Everyone here, like more than ninety nine percent, are here for one reason, one reason only, and that's not to agitate the police, but to spread the message of what's going on. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, man. Well, hey, if anything else, on the police too. I'm sorry. What'd you say? See a lot of calls to defund the police as well. So. So are are the police down there kneeling and and stuff like that? No, there's uh, I I see maybe one or two APD troopers. The rest are all state troopers. Oh, APD's not even really out right now. Yeah, maybe a couple of them. Gotcha. Traffic. All right, all right. So Taylor, we're gonna come back to you because I want to get an update. So make sure you answer your phone, okay? Uh huh. I I need my reporters on the ground to answer their phone because we know what's going on. (laughs) Oh, right. so Taylor's a reporter for the show now. Is That's right. right. Yeah, we're gonna- you're not taking my job, Taylor. Yeah, you're taking it, Taylor. No, you're not. Come and take it's it. Not it's, yours. it's not happening. It's not happening. It's up for grabs. You're not taking my job. Come and get it. I'll fight you in the parking lot. It's line. all yours. <laughs> all right, so Taylor. All right, so we're gonna come back to you. So make sure you stay. You know, stay alert. Keep your phone on. All right, I will. I will. All right, peace out. Be all safe right, out bye. there. Duck. Right, bye. Duck and run. Later, brother. 
All right, so that's right. That's happening right now. Uh, there, yeah, protesters in the Texas State Capitol, Austin, Texas, going from the Capitol to the Austin Police Department. And, you know, about 10,000 people are, are marching, marching strong. They're very peaceful right now. And they're letting uh, everyone know, the, the governor, they're letting the city know that they're upset about what's happening or they're upset about, you know, police interaction with with civilians. And you know what? You know what, Gary? What's that? What you got to do is you cannot defund the police. They're trying to defund the police. They're trying to, uh, you know, change police policy. And I think that's the wrong way to go about it. If it was me and I was leading this, what I would do is say, hey, what you need is we need the we need a civilian, a civilian group organization to be able to analyze, investigate and have firing power, you know, whenever something goes on with law enforcement and also law enforcement need to get rid of their union. Those are my thoughts. Okay. Hey. That's that's how I would do it. I think oh, everything else they're doing, everything else they're planning, this little bill they have in New York City or New York State, I think is the wrong way to look, go. Look, man, Michael, I've had some run-ins I with think the police, police in my I life. I think police have too many rules, too many different policies that they have to follow, and I think it gets confusion. Listen, I, I think the issue, first and foremost, there's just too many laws in general. Yes. That's not the police fault. We, that's, we, that's have, the we have Texas penal code. They need to follow the law that we have for Texas, for civilians, the, and law enforcement. But we also have we have these police who have, well, I, th- I believe it's called qualified immunity, you know, and they don't they do something and they don't get fired. They don't get in trouble. They don't go to jail. They can't get sued. Hey, hey you know what? If I do something wrong, I'm going to be judged by my a jury of my peers. And if I can be judged by a jury of my have peers. Have you looked outside recently and seen if, who your peers are? If I can be judged by a jury of my peers, then so should our law enforcement. Uh, yeah, I see this is a multifaceted problem, though, because I agree with that. The police should be able to get sued and have to go to trial just like we do. But at the same time, I mean, there's there might be some issues with juries. All right. A man's rights rest in three boxes, the ballot box, the jury box and the cartridge box. This is Michael Cargill and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Doug Man Jones. (laughs) And I get my gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Talk 1370. The right choice.
Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. Ladies and gentlemen, there are three ways you, you can bring about change. Three ways. You can do that by the ballot box, going and vote. You can do that in the jury box by being a juror. Jury nullification. And also you can do that in the cartridge box because sometimes you just need a gun to defend all those rights. You're going to learn today. If you don't even know, I'm going to tell you. Listen to Michael Cargill. We're going to break this down for you. All right, so also I have Edwin Walker with Texas and U.S. Law Shield. Uh, Edwin is the principal attorney with Texas and U.S. Law Shield because we need an attorney because, let me tell you, I'm hearing things on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram that is totally wrong and incorrect. People are telling people these falsehoods about what they can do with a handgun in the state of Texas. And I don't want you to wind up in jail. You know, I'm, I'm an activist, and I'm the first one to stand up and tell you something's wrong. I will yell and scream, but you know what? I'm not going to get arrested. It's not worth me going to jail for. I got to protect this, this rear end, so I'm not going to jail. Right, Gary? <laughs> so That's right, Michael. I can't, I can't do that. So, but what we are going to do, we're going to arm you with knowledge. You got to protect your – you got to arm your brain and then carry enough ammunition, and then you'll be good to go. So let's talk about, first of all, what do you do? Gary, if you're surrounded by you, – you're driving on I-35, you're on Interstate 45, you're on I-10, and all of a sudden you're surrounded by protesters, and they're banging on your vehicle. What do you do, Gary? But you know what? Don't answer that, Gary. I you, already know the answer. Don't answer. I don't answer. answer. You're going to scare me. Don't answer. No. Let's Michael, go to, I took your LTC class. Let's go to Edwin Walker with Texas and U.S. Law Show. Edwin, welcome to Come and Talk, sir. Well, thank you for having me, Mike. It's always a pleasure. Yes, sir. So what do we do, Edwin? Well, you know, the defense of your vehicle is it, it has a very, very interesting uh, has a very interesting problem, and you know, actually, we see this mostly with regard to road rage cases. Uh, but you know, it's kind of uh, you know, it's kind of morphed into this uh, attack during a during a protest, riot, demonstration, whatever. Uh, but it's all basically the same. And um, you know, just to start with the basics, Texas law. Uh, I'm sure that all of your Listeners are familiar with what is commonly called the Castle Doctrine, and the Castle Doctrine here in Texas is very, very expansive um, in that uh, Texas recognizes three places where you should feel yourself to be inherently safe, and you are given the legal presumption, uh, which is a very important thing because that means that if you're ever charged, the jury is actually instructed on this. You're given the legal presumption that your use of deadly force is reasonable uh, if you have a reasonable belief that you are defending your occupied habitation, that's our homes, your occupied vehicle, which is obviously your your uh, automobile, and your occupied business. And so this answer kind of goes to both. Uh, if your business is being, you know, is being the subject of uh, the target of looting, as well as your automobile, and so what you have to have a reasonable belief of is that somebody is trying to unlawfully and forcefully enter your house, your vehicle, or your place of business, or attempting to remove you or someone else from your occupied house, uh, vehicle, or business. And so that's the standard and sort of – so that if you're looking for a bright line test, that's the bright line whenever it comes to your automobile, is that if you can articulate and hopefully there's physical evidence of somebody trying to unlawfully and forcefully enter your motor vehicle, 
then you're really going to be given that presumption. So what does that mean? It means that obviously if they're trying to bash in the window with some sort of object, that's a, that's an unlawful attempted entry. If they're trying to, to open your door or pry it open, jimmy it open somehow, uh, that clearly is evidence of an attempted unlawful entry. And so those that's sort of your that, – that's where you – you know, that's where you're going to be good. That's your bright line. Now, it gets a little less certain, you know, if you cannot establish that, that the individuals were trying to do that. Uh, so if you, you know, if your car is there and they're uh, committing criminal acts against the car itself, if they're, you know, trying to break off your rearview mirror, bust out your taillight, kick the quarter panel, scratch it up, spray paint it, whatever it may be. Um, that is a little bit different uh, because the way the police and prosecutors view things is that as long as you are safely in your metal box, okay, you're in your car, you have the door locked, we know that you can use deadly force if somebody tries to get in it, but what can you do if they don't want to get in it? They just want to damage it, which obviously is a crime. And so that's where you need to be careful. If you were able to say, I shot someone because they were kicking my car, you are, you know, you're, you're, you're not on the strongest legal ground. So, All right, Edwin, I got well, a question for you. Sure. Okay, so if somebody comes up and they kick, kick your door four or five times, you're saying don't shoot that person, don't use deadly force, don't pull out the handgun or any gun well, for that matter. That's why I. That's why I didn't use the example of the door. I said quarter panel. Okay. So oh, okay. because if you look at where, you know, if you look at what you can describe to the police or what the physical evidence shows, that is going to either support or not support your contention that they were unlawfully trying to get in the vehicle. So, yes, if they're kicking the door, then obviously there's going to be marks on the door. There's going to be dents on the door. I think the kicking of the door can be interpreted. A reasonable person can view that as an attempted entry into your vehicle. Okay. So then you could be, you know, like I said, you'd be given that 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 uh, legal presumption that your use of deadly force was reasonable. Uh, busting out your tail lights, busting out your headlamps, while those are uses, or the you know, or the quarter the, panel, or the quarter panel, while those are uh, that's a criminal act. You know, it is it is absolutely one hundred percent a crime, and you you know you don't you don't have to sit there you know and take it while. You know, in viewing the alternatives, maybe that is the best thing to do. But you are allowed to defend your property against acts of vandalism, which is legally called criminal mischief. You're allowed to use uh, defend your property through the use of force. Now, obviously, if the use of if your attempted use of force in defense of your property, then as if they choose to escalate that to now an attack on you, now the circumstances have changed. Mm. And you would have a reasonable belief that you're obviously the victim of maybe an attempted robbery, an attempted murder. And again, you'd be given that legal presumption because the way the law is designed is whenever the law says you're allowed to use force, as much force as is necessary to stop the crime, what the hope is, what the objective is, is that the, the criminal that you're using force against will abandon the crime, that they will turn and read, leave, they will run away, they will cease their unlawful act. So if they choose to escalate the attack, say that somebody's busting out your headlamps, you get out of your car and attempt to fight them, to stop them from busting your headlamps, which you're perfectly legal to do, 
and they then, uh, you know, pull a weapon on you, pull a knife. They they don't run away like they're supposed to. Now the circumstances have completely altered, and obviously somebody with a knife coming at you, a reasonable person would believe that you are in fear of being murdered, and then you again get that legal presumption that your use of deadly force would be reasonable. All right, so we're going to go to Zach, because I know Zach's got a question, but I'm going to ask you this first, Edwin. Uh, So Landon says, if an angry mob swarms my vehicle and somebody busts my window, I'm gassing it. I'm going to hit the gas. You know, can I run him over, Edwin? Well, that hitting somebody with your car, intentionally hitting somebody with your car, is a use of deadly force. Because a you know being run over by by a car is something that could reasonably be expected to result in death or serious bodily injury. So that's a use of deadly force. So in the event that the police want to accuse you of unlawfully using deadly force, you're going to have to be able to show that your use of deadly force is reasonable. And again, that's where that kind of bright line is. And so sure, if somebody busts in the window. Um, you know, you're going to be able to use deadly force in response. Now, if it's a crowd and person A is the one busting in your window and you gun it and you actually run over person B and seriously mm. injure or kill them, mm. what you know the argument is going to have to be that basically under the law of parties, uh, that 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 if they were involved in a you know sort of an organized attack on your vehicle then all of them are equally as guilty for trying to enter your vehicle as the person who actually did try to uh, to do that. So, and ultimately it's going to be a jury which is going to decide the reasonableness. And I think that if one thing has illustrated this, uh, you know, the, all of the, the, the rioters, certainly not the protesters, the rioters, uh, has demonstrated that uh, it would be a very, very, very uh, scary situation to be in and so if you had that evidence, if you had the busted window, if you had the you know, the marks where they tried to pry your door open, if there was video footage of it showing it, and you gunned it to get out of there, I think a reasonable jury would probably find that you were justified in taking that action. Okay. Now, someone asked, uh, where is Zach? You know, we don't see Zach inside the studio, and they wonder if Zach's got that Rona. Zach, you got a question for Edwin? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, actually, I wanted to uh, wanted to ask that party's question that you just answered. But another one would be: um, Were the roof Koreans justified in shooting people that were looting their businesses? You mean way back in Los Angeles in 1992? In Los Angeles, correct. Well, I don't think any charges were ever brought against them, um, and that obviously, you know, was a, was a different situation, but. If you want to take it forward to today and apply Texas laws to it, because obviously that's sort of the the theme of the show, um, that mm-hmm. really, really is a very interesting question because mm. whereas I said that your Texas law gives you that legal presumption that you are justified in protecting your occupied business, well, if your business is, is occupied, if it has an occupant in it, if you're defending the individual who is inside your business, then the uh, you know the roof the roof uh, marksmen have some merit. They can argue, look, I was protecting the persons inside my business, which you're lawfully lawfully able to do, because Texas gives you the absolute right to protect a third party to the same degree that they to protect themselves. Now, let's say that the, that you know the business is unoccupied, that it is absolutely empty. 
then the argument that the police and the prosecutors would use against your uh, using the you know using being a roof sniper would be that there was no imminence. Okay, so you your you yourself were not imminently in danger of. Uh, receiving death or serious bodily injury because you were on the roof. Nobody's going to get to you on the roof. So that's where you know that's where the two arguments are. Is if you're on the roof, it's going to look like strictly a defensive property issue. If you're actually in the business or somebody or somebody else is in the business, then you have the use you know the the use of deadly force to protect persons argument, which is of course what Texas law is paramount about, the protection of persons, and then property is kind of a secondary because you don't have any presumptions when it comes to the protection of property. Um, and so that's why that's why the whole roof sniper thing is eh. All right. So, Ed, when we come back which, from the break. Which I'd, like, which come... I'd like to say that I'd like to say that eh is a proper legal term. All right. We come back from the break. We're going to find out if the roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. And and Edwin's going to let us know what happens if that sucker burns. But we'll find out. You're really letting us know your age, Michael. <laughs> we'll find out when we come back from the break. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talking. This is Coley on Noir, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Talk. 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. That's right. There are three ways to bring about change in this country. And that is the ballot box, the jury box, and the cartridge box. And so Evan Walker was telling us about, you know, what happens if you're snatched out of your vehicle? What happens if you're... You know, someone tries to break into your business, you know, the premise is under your control. You know, can you do that from on the roof? He says, Edwin says, hey, 
only if you're trying to protect someone that's inside, you know, so you got to be careful about that. You know, there's, you know, protected individuals and then there's property. It's different when it comes to property. You know, if it's, it's burglary and you're trying to recover that property immediately after in fresh pursuit, that's one thing. But then if, you know, someone's, you know, they're just trying to, they're trying to get in, you know, are you trying to protect someone inside the business? And everyone's telling us some good stuff here. You guys got to listen. Don't listen to what you hear on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you know, you know, don't listen to those things, you know, but Edwin's got some good stuff. Right, Edwin? I do. I try to have good stuff, especially for you, Mike. You, you know, like I said, it's such a privilege to be uh, asked to be on your show that I want to make sure I do it right. Oh, man, sir. And, and you know, Edwin, you know, one more thing is how about this? You know, what about right now we're in a state of disaster. It's COVID-19. You know, since we're in a state of disaster, do I need a license to carry my handgun? Well, you know, this is one of the most surprising pieces of misinformation out there on the Internet. You know, never listen to a Facebook lawyer so uh, because there's a lot of misinformation on it. In fact, uh, I believe the Austin American Statesman had a story today about this particular issue where uh, they actually cited um, our firm and, and one of our lawyers, Rich um, Hayes. Uh, so, you know, we, we've gotten a lot of questions about this. And it's uh, and, and people just it's very simple, very straightforward. And of course, you know, we had this exact same issue come up three months ago whenever the governor issued his emergency COVID nineteen orders, hmm. um, and then you know earlier this week or last week issued the emergency orders with regard to the uh, to the the the, prote- the potential civil unrest. Uh, it's very very easy. And, and keep in mind that this piece, this particular piece of motive legislation was motivated by natural disasters, not the kind of universal statewide disaster declarations that we've recently had. I think those were – if somebody would have brought those up, I I think they would have thought that they were inconceivable, that there would be a statewide disaster declaration. But here we are. So so anyway, what you have to remember with regard to the disaster order and people carrying their handguns, that what they did was they created another exception – uh, or defense to the crime of unlawful carrying a handgun under 4602. So these defenses are found in Texas Penal Code 46.15. So what the legislature did was they created subsection K, which is another one of these defenses, and they said that uh, if your particular area is under a disaster declaration, so remember, this was conceived of with regard to natural, natural disasters. So let's take a hurricane hitting Houston. So hurricane comes in Houston. You got Galveston, Chambers, Harris, Montgomery, Fort Bend, and Liberty counties. They're all declared disaster areas because the hurricane came through. Well, uh, people have to evacuate. You know, people get picked up by you know by boats, by uh, those big rescue trucks, things like this. Places where they're not usually allowed to carry a handgun, even without a license. They're not evacuating their own automobiles. So. Previous to this, a person who gets on a rescue boat and they're carrying a handgun and they don't have a license to carry, they could be arrested and charged with the crime of unlawful carry. So what this bill did, what this new law did when it created 46.15 subsection K, is it said that this this is an exception, that they won't be arrested and prosecuted if – so these are the two elements. You're in an area that's under a disaster declaration, so number one. And number two, 
you are either evacuating or returning from a, from a state of evacuation. And so you have to meet both of those. So people who are going on the Facebook or other places on the internet saying, "Oh, right, we got a disaster declaration. Now I can carry. Now I can carry my handgun without a, a license to the Walmart in Lubbock." Uh, that's not what that means. Okay, so you have to be in the disaster area itself. So that would, like I said, with the hurricane example, that would only be those counties. That doesn't mean that everybody in the whole state, just because one or two counties are under a disaster declaration, only applies to those counties. And number two, it only applies to your possession during the evacuation or returning. So even if somebody's evacuating from Harris County, they wind up in Waco, uh, you know, they're, they're staying in Waco for the week, that doesn't mean that they get to carry their handgun all around Waco without a license. Uh, that only means that they get to take it to the evacuation place and they get to bring it back with them when they're returning from the evacuation. Nice, man. Thank you, Edwin. You always lay this stuff out for us. I really appreciate you. That's Edwin Walker. He's the principal attorney with Texas and U.S. Law Shield. If you don't have it, if you think that there's a possibility of you using your gun, you think that you may have to use your fist, you may think you have to grab a, a crowbar to defend yourself, maybe someone attacks your vehicle, they try to break into your vehicle, you have to defend yourself, you better get Texas and U.S. Law Shield. Because that's one thing about you know protecting yourself, but when it comes to dealing with the judicial system, when it comes to dealing with the court, when it comes to dealing with law enforcement, you're going to need an attorney because you know what? You have a right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in the court of law. Man, thank you, Edwin Walker. Thank you, Mike. Like I said, it's always a pleasure speaking with you, and it's always a pleasure connecting with your audience. Absolutely. Thank you Thank you for coming on today. All right, so we yep. got we got uh, Taylor. Taylor's back on the phone. Taylor, you right there? Downtown yeah, Austin. What's happening, brother? What's going on down there? Yes, I'm in front of uh, APD headquarters. There's maybe only 35 people left. They, uh, uh, most of the protesters fanned out to a university on the east side of I-35. You don't know the name About of that university? It's called, that's called the Houston Tillerson University. That's a HBCU. Yeah. You know what that stands for? Mm-hmm. Historically really black university. Do you know what that stands for? All right, good. All right. So, so you're saying that the people have thinned out already? Um, no, um, I said the majority of the protesters moved over to, uh, that university and there's maybe 35, 40 people outside of APD. There's not a single police officer here. I'm standing in front of the doors of the police headquarters. Okay. So, so we need to get over, we need to get over the Houston Tillis in the any, any other, any other events occur over there? Anything violent, anything, uh, worth noting police getting along with the protesters, anything like that? No, it's been completely peaceful. I did hear. Um, that yesterday, somebody told me yesterday that they confiscated body armor from people. Um, from the protesters? For some reason. Yes. Mm. Is that legal in Texas, Mike? Yes, you can have body armor. Well, it sounds no, like you're not a convicted felon. You're not convicted of domestic violence. You can, uh, yeah, you can have body armor. Gotcha. All right, and no Antifa presence? No. All right. So well, peaceful. I appreciate you, brother. Yeah, you too. All right, you be Take safe out safe. there. Later. Duck, duck hide, run. All right, so hey, I want to cover this story real quick, Mike. Right, um, earlier, I said this happened last uh, last night. the The story got broken by Fox Seven last night, okay. <clears throat> and what I'm talking about is the three members of the local Antifa group 
were arrested for looting the Austin Target store. This actually happened a week ago, but the story didn't we, break until last night. Yeah, yeah. I, I told you this. We I know. had this conversation I know, last but listen, weekend. Michael, you listen, you are a radio host, and you can make claims and not have to back them up. I'm a reporter. I have to back these things up. I'm not going to say it was Antifa until I know it was Antifa. But you were right, Michael. I know that's what you want to hear. Um, excuse, uh, excuse me. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Say that one more time. <clears throat> Three members of the local Antifa group <laughs> were arrested for looting, burglary, and property damage at the Target store in at Capitol Plaza. And according to the Travis County District's attorney's, attorney office, the arrest came as part of an ongoing investigation, including the, inter, the attorney's office, APD, and the FBI. So the FBI have been tracking these people for, for a while now. Good. And... They were all from Austin. These are local people, and they all were in a self-identified group mm. as the Communist Socialist Antifa group, Michael. You know, so that yes, peaceful organization. I know. Well, yeah, well, I, I would not, uh, <laughs> I would not say that they are a peaceful organization. Okay, um, but hey, they do need to get it right, though. I don't work for Infowars. I work for Come and Talk It. That's right. You tell them. You yeah. gonna learn. They so, work for Come and Talk They're gonna it. learn today. They gonna learn today. They're, hey, they're gonna learn in the next couple months when they're in prison. That's for sure. That's right. Unfortunately, don't, and don't the, drop the, the soap. The the the, the mugshots of these people. I mean, they, they look like kids. Have you seen these? No. What are they? They look like little kids. I I don't understand how how you can be. I don't know. I just don't get it, man. That's all right. I I uh, yeah. Ten seconds. That's it. That's all I got. I just want to let people know that that actually did happen, and it has been confirmed that the individuals we were talking about last week were indeed were indeed Antifa, and they have been arrested. Bond set at $25,000. That's what's going on in Austin. That's what's going on with the protests. And now that these, uh, these Antifa people have been arrested, did you notice that Taylor said that these protests have been peaceful now? That's right. Do you think that's a coincidence, Michael? No, I don't. I don't. That's all but, I got. And you know what? Help us out. Help us out with the with the people that are trying to break into gun stores in Texas and other states. Uh, we got to shut them down. We need to catch these people. Share the video. Uh, we need to find them and bring them to justice. You know what? There are three rights that you have. There are three ways to bring about change. That is the cartridge box, the jury box, and the ballot box. As always, more guns equals less crime. You go out there and you buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.